Welcome to 12 Minutes of Dauntless Commentary on Widely Unaccepted Truth from God's Word. Hang on to your Bible. I am Elsie Breeden, and this is Audaciously Unpopular. For Christians everywhere, this past week has been a remembrance and a reflecting and a celebration of life, of Jesus, of what he did for us, of the gospel. This week represents the whole gospel, that Jesus came and he lived a perfect sinless life. And then he died on a cross because of my sin and because of your sin to pay that penalty, to pay that price that we could never pay for ourselves. And to take that separation away because our sin would never let us get close to God. And so Jesus came and he stood in that middle gap. He stood in that middle and he took that separation so that we could be redeemed, that we could be reconciled and have peace with God. He was buried in a tomb for three days. And on that Sunday morning, the the climax of the gospel is that he rose again, that that tomb is empty, that he's no longer there. And that's the celebration of this week is that, yes, he died for our sins, but he didn't stay dead Sin did not defeat him. Death did not defeat him, but he rose again. He got up out of that grave. And because he did, we have reason to hope and we have reason for life and we have reason for rejoicing because he is alive. And we know that he went back to heaven and he's coming back one day. And that is the essence of the gospel. That is the whole story of what Jesus came and did. And there's so many details and so many things in there that we could focus on. But there's something in particular that caught my attention even more than usual this year. And that is thinking about how he washed the disciples' feet. At the Last Supper, before he went to be crucified, he knelt in front of each one of his disciples and he washed their feet. And you may think, well, that's a weird thing to do. But in those days, they walked everywhere and the roads were dusty. And even if they had taken a shower that morning or taken a bath, if they walked anywhere, their feet were dusty. Their feet reflected their journey. Everything that they had been through, everything that they had walked through was on their feet. And he knelt in front of them and he faced everything that they faced, everything that they had walked through, everything they experienced. And he knelt down in front of them and he served them. This was a thing of honoring someone and the one who deserved the honor is the one who gave the honor and that that moment in scripture has always been special to me because I think for a moment that I I probably would have been like Peter he said no 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 you're not going to do that because he recognized that Jesus was the son of God and he's like the son of God is not going to kneel down in front of me and wash my feet he's not going to get on him what I've been through I'm not that's no mm -mm. he deserves better than that and Jesus's response to that was if I don't wash you you will have no part in me and Peter thinks about that for a second it's like okay hang on you better wash all of me then because if you coming in contact with all of my failure and all of my sin and all of who I am and you washing me and making me a new person means that I have part with you then don't just stop at my feet but take all of me and wash all of me 
And we don't have the reactions of every disciple. But can you imagine a tax collector who had been shunned and the outcast of his own people because of his occupation? Matthew was sitting there that day and Jesus knelt down in front of him and served him. He knelt down in front of him and got dirty and served him. And there was a post that went around this year on Facebook about Jesus washing the feet. And it had pictures. Maybe you saw it. It had pictures of Jesus kneeling down in front of these different people. Some of them famous people that you would recognize. And some of them just symbolic of your everyday person. The pictures represented Jesus serving everybody. There's one of him kneeling down to wash the feet of a conservative, of a liberal, of rival politicians, of prisoners, of sinners, of outcasts, of first responders, of religious leaders. Yes, even the religious leaders. That one got me because how many of us are so ready to discard religion that we forget that the people who are leading it are still souls that he died for. He knelt down in front of drug addicts. There was in another picture of Jesus kneeling and washing the feet of a drug addict. Another one was a person with a cell phone in their hand, and he was still serving them. Even though he didn't have their undivided attention or even any of their attention at all, he knelt and he served them. He washed their feet. And as I scrolled through those drawings, those paintings, I thought, you know what? He would. He would wash their feet. All of those people portrayed in those pictures were modern day people, people alive now, struggles that are around now, things that are being experienced now. But you know what? He would wash their feet. He would. Because in Matthew 20. Verse 28, it says, The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. So what makes us think that he wouldn't? What makes us think that that neighbor or that family member that gets on our nerves that we don't think much of, what makes us think that he wouldn't serve them? Because he came to give his life for them. He came with the ultimate gift, with the ultimate sacrifice, the ultimate act of service to give up his life. In John it says, No greater love hath any man than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends. And he not only laid down his life for friends, but he laid down his life for enemies. He laid down his life for people he knew would never accept him. And he still did it. He still served. So what makes us think that we are exempt from service? That because we deem them unacceptable or we think they have made their own mess and so they don't deserve our help or they don't appreciate it or uh, someone else will do it. What makes us think we are exempt from service when he so willingly served even me? when he served even you, when he laid down his life for us while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. We are not exempt from this service. 
We are actually called to this service, to this level of service that has us kneeling down in front of our enemies and kneeling down in front of those people who have spoken against us, who have ruined our reputation, who have hurt us, who have betrayed us, because Jesus even knelt and washed the feet of the man who would betray him, who would give him over for 30 pieces of silver. Jesus even washed the feet of Judas. How many of us are willing to look at that person who has wronged us, who has hurt us, and give them something, give up something for them, serve them, show hope, show love, peace, joy, forgiveness to them, to be a representation of the gospel of Christ that we have just come through this week of reflecting on and remembering and celebrating what he did, how he served us. And we are so grateful as we should be, but we must realize that we have a service of our own, that we must see every single day. And so this has this has wrecked me because I wonder how many times could I have served someone and I didn't even pay attention to the opportunity. And so now I want my prayer every single day to be, God, who can I serve and how can I serve them? How can I give them hope? How can I give them you? Because you are the best thing and the greatest gift that I have ever received and what you did for me how you came into my world. I want someone else to experience. So how can I serve? In John chapter 13, Jesus says to his disciples, you call me teacher and Lord, and you say, well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. If he is Lord and master and teacher and savior and God almighty and creator and sustainer, if he is all of that and he has washed our feet, if he is all of that and he has offered us forgiveness, then how much more should we follow that example because we have received from him? How much more if he did that for us, if he saved us? We have his spirit alive within us that's part of the celebration we have him in us to work through us to anoint us for what for service Isaiah 61 verse 1 through 3 the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who were bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. This scripture is talking about Jesus. And if we are to be like him, then this is the service that we are called to, to proclaim the good news of the gospel to everyone. It's the least we can do. The grace that I have been given is the least I can do. So how can I serve? What can I do? My challenge to you this week is make that your daily prayer. Jesus, help me to serve as you have served me, as you have given your life. Let me give up something. Give up some time. Give up some energy. Give up a grudge. Give up some bitterness. Whatever it may be that I can serve someone 
of the goodness of God and share the gospel because it's the least I can do. Mm-hmm.